Hello, this is Anthony Day, and this is the Sustainable Futures Report for Friday the 27th of November. In London, it could be time for tea, or you could be better off on a bike. Yvonne Teo tells us about her sustainable adventures on a bike. Have you checked your carbon footprint? Best foot forward. Transport for London has announced a supplement to the congestion charge, the T-charge. They say older vehicles driving in central London now need to meet minimum euro emission standards or pay an extra daily charge. This is in addition to the congestion charge. The T-charge, officially known as the emissions surcharge, operates in the congestion charge zone and is part of our commitment to help clean up London's dangerously polluted air. It's official then. London's air is dangerously polluted. The T-charge is £10 per day in addition to the £11.50 congestion charge. My car is 12 years old. 12 years last Wednesday, actually. So I checked whether I was liable to pay. No, I have to pay the congestion charge, but not the T-charge. So that's me feeling smug because I drive a Toyota Prius hybrid. But then I never drive in London. Ultra-low emission vehicles and electric vehicles get a 100% discount from both charges. Everyone else driving a private car has to pay. I mentioned my carbon footprint the other day and told you it was 11.7 tonnes, not far off the average for industrialised nations, but way ahead of the 7.1 tonnes for the UK. How do I measure up? The biggest element was flights. I took into account a trip to Australia, which adds up to 2.7 tonnes and brings me down to 9 tonnes straight away. I know, but we have family out there, and I do try to cut down elsewhere. At least, I thought I did. The next highest item is 10,000 miles in the car at 2 tonnes, and this was calculated on my specific low-emissions hybrid. It surprised me, and it reinforces the point of Carl Coplin, Kim Nicholas and Seth Wines that getting rid of the car is one of the most effective ways of reducing your carbon footprint. Have a look at the Sustainable Futures report for the 21st of July and the 22nd of September for more on this. Getting rid of the car, then, would bring me back to 7 tonnes. Next highest is 1.8 tonnes, calculated on how much money we spent on food. Not sure what the actual algorithm behind that is. Then comes energy used in the home at 1.2 tonnes. I based this on a guess, so there could be an improvement here. We have solar panels, so the amount of electricity from the grid that we use should be lower than average. Shouldn't we get a credit for the amount we feed back? Next is 0.9 of a tonne, calculated on the amount of money I spend on the car, excluding fuel costs. I put in the cost of maintenance and repairs, but should I also put in the cost of buying the car? For example, purchase price less current value divided by age of the car. I paid for the car in full on purchase, but many people just take out a personal lease. So the formula behind this calculation must be more accurate in some cases than in others. The other three tonnes are calculated on the basis of what I spend on clothes, papers, 
and books, TV, phone and computers, hotels, restaurants and pubs, insurance and recreation, culture and sport. I'd really like to know more about what's behind all that. I used carbonfootprint.com. What's your carbon footprint? The cleanest journey is, of course, by bike. If you don't count the carbon footprint of manufacturing the bike. Earlier this year, I met Yvonne Teo, who explained to me how she was promoting the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, how she was supporting the Marawi people in the Philippines, and how she's been talking to young people and people in schools about their futures. She's also been talking to people in the House of Commons, riding a bike from London to Edinburgh, and she was scheduled to represent the UK at a recent conference in Poland. Here's what she told me. So bike. When it talks about bike, and it makes me to think about something that with two wheels, which is called bicycle. And then second is be inspired, keep empowering, which is something that I wanted to do in my life. So I wanted to inspire more people and I want to empowering more young people especially to know about sustainable development goals and also to find their passion in their life. So basically, I would like to introduce about Project Bike, which is, it is a project to raise funds for the Marawi community from the Philippines that erupted by the military and the local terrorist group on the 23rd of May. And then this plan is to have the leader, which is me, to cycle from London to Edinburgh and also deliver 50 speeches in a year and also to help 20 children with education specifically and also to raise funds for the Marawi as well. So hi, <laughs> my name is Yvonne, so I'm 22 and Malaysian. I have mild ADHD, which I'm very proud of, and I'm the regional director for ASEAN Youth Leaders Association. So as you can see from this picture, the young kids, they are very, very happy. And of course, this place is rich of beautiful landscapes and nature. Wow, they have a very beautiful city. That's called the Philippines which where my heart belongs to. Philippines is a place where I would say I start from zero to become a hero. Why am I saying zero? Because I was a student with nothing and I wasn't sure or I was really unsure about my life or what I want to be and also about discovering so-called career. I'm not sure whether it's a career, but I would say that's a passion in my life. So I was really lucky. I got into Asian Development Bank, which is one of the very big organizations, delivering a, a project with my team called Project Neverland. And we are pretty lucky to got into the second place. And then also, this is some of the photos that I was interviewing one of the cleaner for some of the project. And of course, I was really lucky to be in like some villages and I met the lady, which is the one who carried me, She's really, really lovely. I was actually trying to cross the river by myself, but she insists, and she's actually the secretary from the village as well. And of course, because of Philippines, who gave me just one simple chance, and of course that 
conferences was actually sponsored by my chancellor, which is Datuk Dr. Uh, Dr. Paul Chan. He, he actually sponsored me to be in the Philippines, to be in that conference, and I'm very grateful till now that changed my life completely. And of course, I was granted by UNICEF for being the most initiative delegate in one of the conference, which is called ASEAN Youth Initiative um, Conference, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, <laughs> it's last year. And of course, I also re really lucky to met like people like Dr. I mean, like Tony Fernandez, the CEO of Air Asia. And I also got the chance to be in House of Commons to meet different kind of people, like-minded people, to talk about sustainable development goal and also like women empowerment. And this is one of the reasons photo when I was in Japan last, um, last May and as a representative of AILA partnership with Plan International. And this lady is from Plan International UK. She's the CEO of it. And also from one of the CEO from Plan International Japan. And I also facilitate several sessions in the United Nations Bangkok with one of the conferences named Asia-Pacific Youth Exchange and also been to India for some conferences and I was also on the news in China and I also like some other news and also in Indonesia and other places as well. So this is the map that shows that I've been to several countries in a year time to spread and to talk about sustainable development goal because that's really an important thing that we, everyone, should know, especially young people. So on 23rd of May, which is a day after Manchester attack, which is really, really a sad tragedy, that day, and I saw this, and this, all of this is in the Philippines. It happens in the beautiful land that I care about. At that moment, I have two friends of mine who live in that community called Maravi. He told me that the situation in Maravi is really, really, really bad. But nobody concerns about it. Maybe there are some, but I would say it's not much as compared with the Manchester attack. So what breaks my heart was everyone's concerns about just one, but they also forgot about some other places like Iran also having the same situation on the same day. So I wanted to tell the people that we should also spread love, not only because you as same nation or you are just from one particular country, but we should also spread love throughout the world. So that's why being a Malaysian, who lives in the UK, but I still care about what's happening around me, which is the Philippines, and of course in Iran too. So I had the thought. Honestly, I must exit myself in order to return as much as I have received. I honor and I know how much I have received from the Philippines, and I know that I have to return someday. So I told myself, why not now? Being a Malaysian in the UK, in the Philippines, I told myself, let's do something. And I was thinking, what things that I should do? Why not carry out a charity campaign? There goes the bike. And I was like, oh, yeah, cycle around the UK. It may sound fun because for me, a person who has no idea about cycling and I have zero not really zero, but maybe 10 or 20% of experience with cycling because I don't like to cycle 
as I have a bad memories when I was cycling, I fall off from bike and all. So I told myself, okay, let's challenge this. Maybe in a daytime, I expect myself to just pedal 18 to 20 miles because I was, I had no idea on adjusting the gears and I can't really balance up well and all with 60 liters gears back like at the back of my bicycle that was really heavy but actually on the first day I did 50 miles which I never expect that I never expect that and normally I can do is like 38 miles but the minimum average is like 28 miles so the longest would be 52 miles besides of cycling I being a SDG activist I also concerns about sustainable development goals and I slowly realized that SDG are not well known across the UK and also being an SDG activist I shouldn't only care about what's happening that I or what I've been carried before and also that I have to utilize what I have at the moment which is in the UK and doing something similar that I did which is talk to the young kids or talk to anyone who cares about our future everyone's cares so I decided to talk about SDG well it was really tough because going to the schools and to give speeches is not an easy procedure so how many calls I made in a day 20 30 50 and I got more than 100 rejections it was really depressing at the beginning but slowly when the teachers started to revert back to me says that oh it would be really nice and I started to build up and especially when I successfully delivered a speech from the face of the kids and I realized that I'm doing something right so how about the funding all the funding that we have collected are not through me they are doing all online basis so all the donations are through online and all this funding and the website was actually carried out by the US government of alumni association from Davao and AFS which is international cultural programs also from the states ASEAN Youth Leaders Association part of my organization from Davao YSEALI Young Service Asia Leadership Initiative and also Rotary Club in the Davao so what are the outcome of this? What's the outcome? So cycling, I cycle in different kind of routes. It would be motorway, A1, crazy main road, and also like farm, field, and there was one time I got into the field from Ripon all the way to Durham, and it was 60% slope, and I had no idea what's happening down there. So at the moment, after I passed through this way, what came into my mind was, do it or die i have no choice i have to do it or else i would just die in in the middle of the field nobody except horses so when i got down two horses waiting for me chasing me it was really fun try to try to pedal and also lots of sheep it's all right also cycle under the rain i conquered one of the fear with myself that i hate cycling under the rain because i fall off when it was raining so that's why I stopped cycling and of course I also passed through like park and I met different kind of people like this is from Bad, um, Badlington and it was really lovely to meet them too how about speeches delivering speeches in the school it was really 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 happy the most happiest moment in my life
for all the speeches because you cannot imagine how smart, how lovely these young people are, and they really cares about the future. So I know I have the big mission that I have to deliver these messages to them, and of course to spread love. This is James and Aileen on the first day when I met them in Cambridge. I was very depressing because from cycling London to Cambridge, and I stopped in Southern Warden, and I was really. Expleted, and that's why I set up my tent in Southern Warden, which is ten miles away from Cambridge. And it was ten p.m. and started. There's like cars passed to my tent, and they stopped, and they did nothing. And I was waiting in my tent, and it was actually not. It's not really a spot that everyone can spot me. It's just like under a tree. So I was there. I just stayed in my tent and was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> what's happening?" And And then it's like, cause it's the first camping experience that I had in my life. I never camped in my life, so that was my first, first, first time. And my parents was actually really mad about it, because they didn't expect that their kids going to be tent and having a campsite. I mean, not in a campsite. It's like camping in some other places. And then there was somebody at the at the time of twelve a.m. through the water bottle and also the traffic cone to my tent. When I was asleep, and I was like totally freaked out, and yeah, it was really sad, and it was really shocked me, and luckily my friends gave me a ring that time, so my phone rang, and that's like the voice. So they thought it's alarm, and they just ran off, and then I can hear like they are laughing, and then I was really sad, but I tried to peek what's happening, and I realized that that's all clear. I quickly packed everything, and it was dark and dim. I just paddled all the way to Cambridge. That was my first day, horrible. And I met them. They really, really nice, and they look after me. This is also the lady that I met on the first day, and she gave me a place to clean myself up. And of course, I also met different kind of people in the campsite. This is the boss of the campsite in Fiskerton. His name is called Les, and he's really, really nice. That he also tried to look after me. He talks to my so-called English parents. I also met the English English parents throughout the journey, and of course, I also met really nice people because I was cycling all the way through the muddy area, the muddy road, and it was like full of mud, and it's really completely dirty. So I met him because my tire punctured. I met him in Cramlington, and he and his family cleaned my bike up, which is really really nice. Right, so it's basically it's more like what's happening throughout this bike ride, and a deep reflection of this campaign is: I know I'm doing something right. I'm not wasting my time, first of all, and second is the world is still beautiful. Because I remember at the very beginning, when I was carrying out this charity bike ride, everybody told me that, "Yvonne, stop this! Don't do it. The world is really dangerous." And then slowly, I still keep the faith in myself, and I told that, "Nah, I'm still gonna do this. I'm gonna carry out this one." And I continue cycling and cycling, and I'm not listening to anybody, but listen to the voice of myself. So the lesson that I learned is: listen to your voice. Just continue doing it. And then I made it. And then the third thing is invest in young children. The young kids, the young teenagers, they are the future, because they are the one who decide what's going to happen in the future. And I really believe that that's the most important thing at all. 
And of course, we have to focus on sustainable development goal. That's the most, most important thing. Climate change is real. Climate change is real. Education is strongly needed, every single one, if that's a possibility. The health, conscious, everything has to be constant. Thank you very much. That was Yvonne Teo. Happy cycling, Yvonne, and thank you for talking to us. You can find out more about Project Bike on the website, and Yvonne is on Facebook. I'm Anthony Day, and this has been a special edition of the Sustainable Futures Report. There's a new episode of the report every week on Friday, so if you're reading the blog, go to susbiz.biz to find the podcast, or if you're listening to the podcast, go to sustainablefutures.report to find the text. There's an archive of well over 200 editions, so please feel free to browse. For the moment, this is Anthony Day, and I'll have a fresh new episode for you next Friday. Thanks again to Yvonne, and bye for now. Thank you.